ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of China, the United Kingdom, and the Ukraine, and in the states of Minnesota, Missouri, and Nebraska. And to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 142,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live Internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel or a spiritual being to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these two sentences out loud with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. And through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's show, your tip is have only healthy relationships. All relationships should be based in trust, respect, and safety. Weed out all relationships that do not bring you joy or the potential of joy. This includes family. Some relationships can be changed. Others cannot. Know the difference and act accordingly. We are in a time of great change. The energies of the divine masculine and the divine feminine are coming into balance and it's creating chaos. Those who are happy with the way things are and fearful of change are reacting with hatred, anger, and aggression. Many of us entered into marriage and other relationships with an unconscious contract of inequality. We did what our parents did, even if we thought we were avoiding their mistakes. The energy patterns were set and we stepped right into them. All the energies continue to shift and move into balance. And as that happens, those contracts have to change if they are going to be healthy. If we are in relationships where one partner is disrespected or abused and the other partner is not willing to change, we always have a choice to stay or to leave. If we want to emerge into the beautiful butterfly that we are all meant to be, sometimes we must choose to leave. 
This is not an easy path, but staying in a relationship where the divine feminine is not honored is even harder. We can see what has happened when we disrespected Mother Earth. Some species are dying out. Our air is polluted. Our waters are choking with plastic, which has in turn infected the fish that we eat. And our weather patterns and natural disasters are destroying whole communities. The same imbalance is in our personal relationships, and it is up to us to make new choices for ourselves and for the planet that nourishes us. My next workshop, Walking the Labyrinth, a Sacred Experience, can help you make better choices. The Labyrinth is a walking meditation, a path of prayer, and an archetypal blueprint where psyche meets spirit. It dates back to Crete where it was found drawn on cave walls. There was even one on the floor of King Solomon's temple. Unlike a maze where you lose your way, the Labyrinth is a spiritual tool that helps you find your way. The sacred geometry built into the labyrinth does the work for you. As you walk it, it helps you release what is hurting you, connect with the divine, and change with more ease. In our time together at the labyrinth, you will learn about the labyrinth, walk it, and integrate what you gained. Release fear, stress, and worry. Quiet your busy mind. Hear the divine and your limitless higher self. Find your own answers. Open your heart to receiving Improve your health and well-being. Create more peace, joy, and happiness and become more of who you truly are. We will walk the labyrinth on Saturday, October 19th at 2 p.m. at the Episcopal Church of the Transfiguration in Dallas, Texas. This was actually the first labyrinth built in the United States and one that I walked every week for many years. You can learn more about the labyrinth by listening to our second on-demand show with the Reverend Dr. Lauren Artris, who brought the labyrinth into wide use around the world. I participated in two labyrinth retreats with her, including one in France at Char Cathedral, and I'm excited to share this beautiful spiritual tool with you. I was grateful to have her on our March 21th 27th show in 2014. Click on the episode link on this page or go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to listen to that show, read my blog on the labyrinth, and then register for the walk. You'll be grateful you did. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area like the Ohm Awakening Meditation or Growing Your Intuition. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. 
My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our returning guest today, Dina Miriam who is here to talk about the untold story of Sita, an empowering tale of for our time. I received some emails after our show last week with Frankie Picasso on her father's journey from persecution to perseverance as an immigrant fe- fleeing genocide. Charlie wrote, your conversation with Frankie was inspirational. I struggle with letting the negative and hurtful actions of others go and releasing them from my heart. Frankie's father is a great example of human endurance and an inspiration for us all. I appreciate the way she shared her father's life with us, reminding everyone that we are not limited by the actions of others, but by ourselves. Kendra wrote, I'm in tears. Very inspiring show today. Sheila wrote, I could hear the passion in your words, both beautiful and poignant. And my guest, Frankie, told me after the first segment, well done. You're my new hero. She even told the listeners to be sure to go back and listen to the first segment in case they missed it. I'm very grateful for the kind comments and support. Frankie's father experienced a lot of prejudice in his lifetime and had to make some difficult choices beginning at a very young age. Through it all, he maintained a love of humanity and a positive attitude. He did not get stuck in blame or resentment. He saw the silver lining in every experience and let go of the pain. His attitude helped him escape the Nazis, bring his family out of Europe, and become a millionaire for a second time after he lost his first fortune during retirement. His continuing optimism is backed up by a recent study at Yale University, which proved the power of our thoughts. Those people who looked upon aging in a positive way lived an average of seven years longer than those with a negative attitude. Be inspired by this, by this study and Frankie's father to see the good in your life. Focus on that and you will attract more good. If you miss this show, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on the power of our thoughts and words, please listen to some of our shows like January 17th, 2019 with Alice Rosen. Choose words and actions carefully to make 2019 your best year. November 30, 2017 with Mary Shores. Your words can change your mind, your choices, and your life. And November 3rd, 2016 with Reverend Karen Fry. Master your thoughts. You can hear these shows or any others you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. Now it's time for my silver lining story. My regular listeners know that I have been working on correcting my scoliosis for about 40 years now. Some of you may be judging how many years it's taking me to heal. 
I look at those 40 years and see all the blessings I have received and continue to receive during the process of my healing. I have met so many wonderful people and have had so many amazing experiences and insights. Each layer of healing brings its own joys. Since my spine is in the shape of an S, it has taken a lot of time and energy to heal it. There are many years of emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual trauma that I'm having to process. I'm changing outmoded patterns of thinking and releasing old emotional pain and beliefs in order to create the physical changes in my body. Past lives have needed to be healed, as well as many layers of unconscious beliefs that created my spine and kept it unbalanced. The left side is the receptive divine feminine, and the right side is the take action divine masculine. Every minor change requires a rebalancing of these energies. My acupuncturist said to me the other day after a particularly intense releasing session, we need to be grateful that the body is willing and able to release so much and to heal. I agree. After every rebalancing, my life gets more positive with more ease, grace, and flow. There is pain in the releasing process, but there is also pain in not releasing dysfunction. I would rather have the pain of healing and creating balance in every area of my life than the pain of becoming increasingly dysfunctional physically, emotionally, and mentally. Change is a given. We have a choice of changing for the better or for the worse. I prefer to change for the better. In the process, I have become softer with more compassion toward myself and others. My intuition has grown, as have my psychic and channeling abilities. I no longer beat up on myself with a critical voice that judges and hurts me and others. My healing journey has helped me become self-empowered, and learn how to stand up for myself in the ways that are required in each situation. Sometimes we need to emphasize our divine feminine, and sometimes we need to emphasize our divine masculine. When we are in balance, we can make those choices with ease because the wholeness of who we are is available to us at all times. We can choose which responses and actions are appropriate and necessary in any given moment. Our returning guest, Dina Miriam, is dedicated to bringing greater gender balance and balance between the Abrahamic and Dharma-based religious traditions for a more inclusive interfaith movement. She founded the Global Peace Initiative of Women, bringing spiritual resources to address global challenges such as conflict, social justice, and ecological scarring of the earth. She served as Vice Chair of the Millennium World Peace Summit of Religious and Spiritual Leaders held at the United Nations in New York City in 2000. And in 2014, she received the Niwana Peace Prize for her interfaith peace efforts. She is the author of My Journey Through Time and now The Untold Story of Sita, an empowering tale for our time. 
You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. As one new Facebook friend commented, Paula Joyce, I don't want to go to bed without reading all your posts. I'm so excited that I found you. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Then read about and register for my new workshop, Walking the Labyrinth, a Sacred Experience, or contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is, are your relationships healthy with trust, respect, and safety? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dina Miriam to talk about the untold story of Sita, an empowering tale for our time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 
346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down whether your relationships are healthy with trust, respect, and safety. I'm so pleased to welcome our returning guest, Dina Miriam, who's here to talk about the untold story of Sita, an empowering tale for our time. It's good to have you back. (laughs) Thank you, Paula. It's good to be back talking about another book. Yes, and and a wonderful one. And what an interesting um, perspective you take on this story, which is different than the traditional story. And I think just to help set the stage for those people who don't know um, the traditional story and how this is different, if you could um, help us understand that. I'll give a, a quick summary. So this story takes place in, in India <clears throat> um, several thousand years B.C., four or five thousand years B.C., maybe even six thousand. Uh, and it's, there histor- it's a, a historically accurate story. Uh, there's a lot of evidence, of archaeological evidence around it. And it's one of the foundational stories for India, which is really um, uh, the setting the values of the, of the culture. Uh, and it takes place during a time of transition when uh, society was shifting from a um, more of a, a forest uh, um, tribal community society into into cities with agriculture so what it would interest me is that it was a time of transition just as we are in a time of transition, only their transition was from a, a more conscious to a less conscious. Uh, time, according to the Indian way of viewing time, <clears throat> time moves in cycles, and there's a decline, you know, as the material world, we focus more on that, on developing the material world, we kind of lose touch with the inner spiritual world, and the consciousness becomes more focused externally, and then in the course of the cycles, we return to a more spiritual consciousness, and so this was declining time. And according to that, we're in a, an ascending time, moving into a more spiritual uh, time period. But the basic story is uh, that Sita was born in a, um, uh, a kingdom where there was great value on knowledge. Her father was a, a, a sage, um, a, a great seer, um, and... Um, She's brought up in this environment. There are many women sages that she learns from. And she marries uh, 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 Prince Ram from a very powerful kingdom. So his kingdom has the power. Her kingdom has the knowledge. And soon after they get married, um, through some uh, uh, family intrigue, they're forced into exile to wander through the forest for 14 years. Um, And they can't return to the kingdom for 14 years. 
and when they've almost completed this, and in the process, they're meeting many of the of the sages who've set up uh, the first hermitages, which are the early educational institutions. All these things are showing the uh, shift in society, you know, with institutions being set up, educational institutions, etc. Um, Sita's kidnapped. And there's a great war by the king of Lanka, and Ram rescues her, and then they return. That's pretty much the outline of the story. Um, uh, Paula? Yes, I'm listening. I wanted to hear your next statement. Go ahead. Okay, so I wanted to, to add that there's another aspect to the traditional story, which is that after they get back to Ayodhya, um, uh, some of the townspeople protest that the Sita, his wife, Ram's wife, was was kidnapped and and and, and lived in, a, in a, another kingdom for a year. Therefore, she has to be banished. And so, according to this part of the narrative, Ram banishes to the forest, even though she's now pregnant with his sons, and she she dies in the forest. And it's said that she's born of the earth and goes back into the earth. That part, I read the story when I was in my 20s. I never understood that because Ram is supposed to be the epitome of Dharma, which means righteous action. So why would he banish uh, his, his queen, who has done so much, you know, uh, wandering through the forest with him for 14 years and then uh, being kidnapped? And so what I've learned since then is many of the scholars say, well, that part was added much later because the whole meter is different. So then the question arises, why did society feel the need to banish Sita, to banish mm. the feminine, uh, uh, to put her away from society? And so in my recounting of the story, I tell it in a very different way um, through Sita's eyes, and I tell it through the voice of a servant in Sita's household uh, who observes Sita and comes to know Sita and, and feels this, the tremendous love that is that is Sita, not just the love for, for other humans, but for the animal life, for the forest, for the plant life. She's completely in tune with the natural world. And it's because of her they were able to survive 14 years in the jungles. These were real jungles at that time, not, not just scenic forests. Uh, because she knew all the plants, she knew the med- medicinal herbs, uh, she knew how to, how to uh, work with the animals, she knew how to communicate with the animals through visual imagery. Um, and then, as I tell it, she this uh, demonic force that was was creating a lot of uh, imbalance and, and um, suffering in that part of the world. She willingly allowed herself to be kidnapped to go into the heart of the demonic kingdom uh, to work from within, so that Ram could do the work from without. And in the telling of the story, you see that the work of the feminine and the masculine is different, but needs to work in complete harmony. Where a lot of the work of the feminine is on the inner planes. A lot of the work of the masculine is in the outer field. And they need to be in complete harmony to succeed. Uh, and then when, when Sita returns with Ram back to their kingdom, uh, it's through her decision to, to retreat into the forest. There was no banishment by Ram to raise her children close to the forest as she grew up, uh, and so they would know the value of of the forest life. And so it's a, it's a, it's the outer events are very similar to the traditional narrative, but the inner story is very different. It tells it not from the male point of view, but from the point of view of the male and the female energies working in harmony. 
And I and as you said at the introduction, since we're kind of emerging back into a place of recognition, although I still think there's a lot of confusion about what that would look like for the higher masculine, higher feminine energies to be in harmony. Um, I think we, we have to we have to reharmonize those energies if we are going to emerge into a into a better um, emerge build a better society. And so it's helpful to look back to a time um, before uh, the divine feminine got um, uh, forced into retreat, so to say. Well, you know, <laughs> from our consciousness. Yes. Well, and as you were talking, I was even thinking there's sort of a parallel where, you know, being in the jungle, in the unknown, in dangerous territory, that's it's kind of a metaphor for where we are now because there's so much upheaval and chaos as roles are starting to change and the divine feminine is becoming stronger uh, in in the world today has is being reintroduced um, from the word I was thinking was banishment um, and and so there's a there is a, a, a chaos kind of like that time in the jungle and people aren't sure how to survive. I think it's absolutely true. Uh, there are a lot of metaphors throughout the whole story. Um, but I think that there is, there is, in any time of transition, when the old uh, formations, the old patterns of thinking are becoming harmful and they're not working, and yet people don't know how to shift or they don't know what to shift to, um, it creates a lot of breakdown, you know, on an individual le- level and on a societal level, because you know we mirror what, what's in, you know, what's on the outer world is just a mirror of what's in the, what we experience internally, and I think that there's a lot of um, fear of 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 change, you know, as as you said at the beginning, um, the only permanent thing is change. We're constantly evolving and changing individually and as a collective, and. Um, People have to lead that change. I mean, we have to come into our own so that we can guide the change, so that we it can become a conscious process, rather than a process that we're kind of being blown around from here and there, not knowing which way to go. Uh, exactly, and it seems like Sita intuitively knew what she had to do and just pursued that. And that, too, is the feminine way, is an honoring of the intuition and moving into the unknown with confidence just to do the work that we need to do and and that only we can do. In repressing the the feminine energy, I think there was also a repression of the intuitive faculty. And so if we look back to this, period in human development, there was a greater balance between the rational and intuitive. And then um, in succeeding times, the intuitive got banished or repressed or disregarded, um, not valued as much, and the rational mind came to dominate. Uh, And that's led us to where we are today. So we've lost touch with the inner knowing, with the inner knowing of of how to care for the earth and how to keep the balance in nature. Uh, you know, with, without that balance, we're, we're doomed. I mean, we are a part of nature. We, if we, if we destroy nature, we just, it's self-destructive. And how we, how, how do we not know that? <laughs> how, how do our leaders not know that? 
Um, well, I, I think it's just not really looking ahead, not, it's just acting. I, I don't know. Um, and maybe they do know. Maybe there's something, um, you know, about the shadow and just having to get out all of the anger and prejudice and aggression that has not been politically correct or acceptable, but has been happening in behind closed doors and in hidden ways um, throughout uh, um, history, and, and, and yet we tend to deny it. Well, it's, it's true. There's, there's a lot of, of the shadow work uh, coming out now, a lot of the shadow work being done. Um, and, and to move on, you have to release that. Uh, so, you know, ha- but how do we release it in a way that doesn't destroy destroy us. Um, you know, it's a very kind of, uh, we're on a kind of razor's edge right now, I think. And, and uh, more and more people are emerging out of that darkness and, and seeing, aha, you know, we've really got to make some deep changes individually and collectively if we are going to see a better world, which we all, we all aspire for. We all, all want people, everyone to have enough food and, and, and to be healthy and well and healthy mentally, spiritually, and physically. There's just not a clear direction of how to get there. Well, and as we were, um, as you and I were talking off air and talking about how we can't impact the or be the leaders, all of us, but the real change and lasting change comes from the individual. And so what can we do as individuals to help create the world that we want to live in and the change that we want? We may not be in Congress making the laws, but I certainly can in my um you know, space, private space, I can do what I can to create um, a, a, a harmony with nature, to feed the birds, to, you know, respect um, the land and water and air around me and so on, to recycle, to whatever, so that that we can have control over um, over our choices. I, I think that I think they're absolutely right. It's you know it, it's it's a matter of getting more individuals to to see that their choices matter. So even even the food we eat makes a big difference. You know we we have to become more conscious. Um, you know more mindful of how we're living of 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 uh, the resources that we're using, the food that we're eating. Is it healthy food? Does it have you know? Uh, uh, toxic chemicals. We put things into our body, and that affects our thinking, and affects our moods. It affects our emotions. It affects our spiritual well-being. So we have to be careful and conscious of what we put into our bodies. And then, you know, the 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 lifestyle that we have. Are we taking that, that time to walk to walk in a forest? Um, are we, you know, going to a river or the ocean and looking at it and connecting with it? I mean, all these things. Every little thing like that matters. And so I think it's just a matter of us becoming more conscious and, and, and how we're living, the choices we're making in our daily lives. And what you said about toxic, you know, relationships, are our relationships healthy? Are they, are they giving us a sense of well-being or are they causing more stress? 
beautifully um, said, and that is a good place for us to go to break, and then we'll come back and talk more, and and also about how Sita can be a, a role model for us, and what she has to, um, what her life, how her life and her way of being informs us today. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows in the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind to move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down how you're going to create balance in your life between the divine masculine and divine feminine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dina Miriam to talk more about the untold story of Sita, an empowering tale for our time. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down how you're going to create balance in your life between the divine masculine and divine feminine. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how the spiritual beings embodying the divine feminine can help you. And I'm so glad we're here with Dina Miriam talking about the untold story of Sita, an empowering tale for our time. Um, Dina, just as we were wrapping up the last segment, you were talking about personal relationships. And I was wondering if um, you would pick up with that and talk with us a little bit more about that and how important... um, the the balance of feminine and divine feminine and masculine energy is? Well, one of the things that I saw in the writing of this book, because I felt in a way that I was, I was peering into a, a, into a, a story, I was peering into another time and into a, a relationship that existed between Ram and Sita, uh, where there was, there was balance and, and you saw that there, the, the, Higher feminine qualities and the higher masculine qualities, um, and I and I think it's important to remember that you know it, there's a, there's a danger in going to you know the either extreme of of uh, a lot of people within the feminist movement then became anti male, which is again an imbalance, and any imbalance is gonna is gonna be problematic. Uh, so what what I saw was a model of a very balanced relationship where Sita and Ram's roles were very different. And yet they both acknowledged the need um, for a complete uh, collaboration between the two of them. He honored the role she had to play. She honored the role he had to play. And there were things that she didn't do because she knew that was um, his role to do that. And there were things that he didn't do because he knew that was her role. Um, and it was there was there was no question of... Uh, one being high, better or higher, superior or lesser than the other, that just didn't even enter, enter into it. Um, and and I so I think that that's something that we're still struggling with in our society. You know, we've come from a period of such great imbalance of um, so many centuries, even millennia, of of deep imbalance between the masculine and feminine. Um, to the degree that so many people in religions even forgot that there was a divine feminine, you know, a feminine aspect of the divine energy. So um, we're still in the process of trying to rebalance that. And, and, you know, what happens at the individual level affects what happens at the collective because the collective is just a group of many individuals. So it's very important in our individual lives to, to, to keep that balance, to keep the honoring of the other uh, to honor both the divine feminine and the and the sacred masculine, and to know they're both of equal value, and so I think that that's something we all can work on. You know, no matter what, what our situation is, whether we're married, unmarried, divorced, single, you know, struggling in a relationship, it's something that we can all work on. 
I think that's so beautifully said because we tend to think there's a problem with difference. We don't have to all be alike. And and honoring the differences and respecting the differences that each of us bring to a relationship or to a situation is the key. It's not having to be the same. It's it's allowing each to be who they are. I think the key words are honoring and respecting. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, honoring the different worlds because no two people are alike. And one of the hallmarks of nature is diversity. I mean, nature cannot be but diverse. Nature is constantly expressing itself in, in, so, in so many different ways. And that's the beauty of it. And so we don't want to get rid of diversity. Uh, we want to celebrate it. Exactly. And you were talking about, you wrote this book in the first person, and um, you've um, referred to uh, the perspective that you took in the writing of it. How was that meaningful, and how did you choose that? The book came to me, I mean, just like with my first book, it really came to me uh, by surprise when I was on a pilgrimage in India, going to the place where Ram and Sita had lived, the uh, temple town of Ayodhya. And as soon as I got there, I, I, uh, I went into a, a meditative state and began seeing and hearing things of the past. And subsequently, in the months that followed, when I would go into meditation, I would be back in time. And I began to experience myself as as the servant in Sita's household, and I would I would um, you know hear conversations and see things, and so I experienced it as a past life recall of, of having been a servant in that household. But then I said to myself, maybe I'm channeling the servant. I don't know which is true, but it didn't matter because <laughs> what I experienced was. the development of a relationship with Sita. Now, Ram and Sita are both um, considered to be divine, divine beings, you know, so it would be like talking about the presence you mentioned at the beginning about the archangels who continue to be active in this world. Um, Well, in the Eastern context, you have these divine figures, one of them, two of them being Ram and Sita as a divine couple, uh, being very active uh, and present and and appearing to people and guiding people. And so I experienced this first with Sita and then with Ram as well. Um, I experienced who they were as divine beings who were very present. Uh, and to me, that was the gift because in experiencing that, I felt this tremendous amount of love. This, that's that's kind of the, the, the hallmark of these divine beings. They have such love for for all of creation, not just, you know, individuals or human beings, but for all of creation. And this love is overwhelming. It's almost too much to, to hold. Um, and that was one of the, that was the great blessing. Uh, and that is what I hope um, is conveyed in the, in the book. Not only the ecological message of the need to come again into a loving relationship with Earth, and not only the, the need to rebalance the masculine and feminine, but to, to be reminded that love is the building blocks of, 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 of the created world. Love is the essence of, of it all. And we can tap into that love. We can experience that love. And the more we can do that, the more we're going to see significant changes in the world for the better. That was so beautifully said. Um, and, and really, you know, 
it cuts across all traditions. We have um, spiritual beings in every tradition who represent that divine love and that that is the essence of um, the God figure, um, whether it's really divine masculine or divine feminine, um, although I think we tend to think of it as divine feminine, but I think it's also encompassed both. in, yeah, um, expressed <laughs> differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so, you know, maybe it's more of a nurturing. I'm sort of thinking out loud. Maybe it's a little more nurturing in the divine feminine, but it but it's definitely there, and it's what created the world and what will help us get through yep. these difficult times. Absolutely. Um, that uh, there's there's so much beauty in um, what you have to say and in um, the way you express it. And Sita is uh, such a wonderful role model, as is Ram and their relationship and 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 the telling, the retelling of it, the way that you do it, bringing out the, um, beauty of the the harmony of the divine feminine and divine masculine when they're in balance and respectful of each other. Yes, yeah, that's that's the message, the main message. Thank you so much. I am so grateful to you for writing this book, for bringing these um, important ideas to us, and for being on this show and sharing it with all of us. And I encourage everyone to purchase the book, The Untold Story of Sita, an empowering tale for our time, and to take the message seriously because they will and do make all the difference in how we move forward um, in, in creating a more loving world. And I also encourage you to go to Dina's webpage, which is www.gpiw.org. Um, G-P-I-W. IW.org. Again, thank you so much, Dina. And thank all of you for joining. (laughs) You're welcome. It was um, it was a pleasure. And thank you all for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my new workshop, Walking the Labyrinth, a sacred experience, read my latest blog, and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, or remote healing, the Akashic Records, past life regressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, the I'm Awakening, or the Ultimate Creative Problem-Solving Process. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blocks 
blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their wealth, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Now I'm going to introduce you to the spiritual beings who embody the divine feminine from different religious traditions. Shekinah from Judaism, Mother Mary from Christianity, and Sita and Kuan Yin from the Eastern traditions. Ask for their help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to bring your divine feminine into balance with your divine masculine. Use your own words or say something like Shekinah, Mother Mary, or Sita, or Kuan Yin. I give you permission in a positive way only to help me honor my divine feminine. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is, or they, because they are. All of them are helping. Please join us next Thursday right here when Evelyn Rysdick will talk about the Nepalese shamanic path. September 26, when Peter Bazzardi will discuss the nine emeralds of wisdom for a fearless life. And October 3rd, when Tobin Spisman will discuss loving out loud. I want to hear what's on your heart and mind, so please keep sending me your questions, comments, and silver lining stories. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember... You are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.